Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 259th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We're powered by Apid.net and those sexy, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan Apid. And joining me today, the Holly to my Dotty, my podcast ride or die. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ellie Hart. Miss Ellie Hart, how the bloody hell are you? I'm doing good. I'm going to be nasally, listeners. I do apologize. We got seasonal changes over here and I'm suffering. Um, so heads up. <laughs> just just an FYI, the next, uh, yeah, 60 minutes plus will be the uh, the alley, the the alley nasally experience. But uh, you know what? Some people out there, they love it. They, they love oh. a good uh, character change. Yes, it's true. Yeah, special guest appearance, Sinus Alley. <laughs> <laughs> the boys agree very strongly, as you can mm. as you can tell. Yeah. Hey, to hell with them. We will keep keep this show rolling. So yeah, um, as as I alluded to with that intro, uh, we've both been dabbling. I've only been playing for a hot minute with Benny, but uh, I know you've also been experiencing uh, Turtle Rock's uh, recent return to the uh, the zombie genre. And mm. uh, we've been playing a bit of Back for Blood, Miss Hart. Yeah, like, I, I know we kind of expressed, like, kind of, like, vague interest in it. Because to me, like, I was like, ah, it's another, like, horde mode zombie game. Like, I kind of played this kind of thing before. Um, so I was, like, you know, mild interest in it. But um, my husband actually loaded it up and he started playing it. And then he's like, oh, do you want to play this too? And I'm like, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll obviously play it. You know, because I don't have access. I didn't have access to Game Pass on PC. Mm-hmm. So we ended up just like buying it um, just for this. So we could play together um, co-op. And I'm a little obsessed now. It's actually quite, quite fun. It's really good. Hey, like, like it does feel slightly cheap at times. But at the same yes. time, the game is intense. Like the formula that you're, you're experiencing in this loop of, you know, going from safe house to safe house and doing certain things along the way and getting overwhelmed by the undead. <laughs> there is so many things coming at you at once, but it's it's I think it executes a lot of the things that uh, Left for Dead did but better. Like it's got a bit more of a reliance on sort of the team mechanic where you're sharing ammo and healing people more and making sure you've got certain things in your tool bag where someone's got, you know, the toolkit to do the unlocking. Maybe someone's got the defibrillator to bring you back. Like, so you need to have really good team compositions to make sure you can get through this next wave of nightmare fuel. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. And considering like, so we were obviously, you know, a co-op of two and then we would actually have like random people join us. Um, at first I was really like scared about that. I'm like, oh no, they're going to hate us because we don't know what we're doing. But I think we, like with the, with most of the random people that kind of joined in the game, we worked really, really well. And um, I don't ever put voice chat on. So um, there was still this great kind of level of communication through their ping system, as well as just, you know, the average kind of, you know, squat dance that you kind of do to each other to acknowledge each other. So um, I'm really surprised i honestly was i usually get quite daunted by the fact of having to do co-op and working together as a team with randoms but mm. didn't really have a bad experience with this yeah ben, benny and i were were squatted up and we had randoms uh for our runs as well we had we had some good people like you did but then we also had uh, i don't know if they were a duo as well but they were kind of dickish like they were grabbing everything they were just running off all the time um that's sort of, I think, the third mission in the first act where you've got to uh, sort of pull Hello. down this chain to get this generator thing going and then waves of all the all the undead come. Oh, they yeah. had the minigun and they sort of parked it so far away from everything that it was just irrelevant. And once you put this thing down, you can't move it. 
and then they just kept running off so there'd be just groups of enemies coming at you and we're shooting them together like, oh it's too spicy see us and then like benny and i'd get downed they wouldn't come try and pick us up so it was very frustrating with those two peeps but the other guys that we were rolling rift with uh before and after that were really good and they were helpful and yeah pinging stuff like the lb or the l1 or whatever it is on keyboard and mouse that ping system is really great where you can ping items you can ping enemies coming so you really get a good idea of what's happening and um it's just good crazy heart racing fun this game yeah yeah and um like i was genuinely surprised at how quickly um big bosses like really big bosses kind of got into the mix like early on in the game um especially in the first like set of levels there's that giant that big ogre yeah yeah he like literally scared me <laughs> because um i'm like oh yeah he could he can't fit in the like he can't get into the tunnel and so i was sitting behind the fence like kind of like i'm safe here i'm good because i i picked holly if you hadn't guessed by um brendan's uh mention at the start so she's mostly melee um yeah, with, with her the baseball big, uh, bat. spiked baseball bat love it i love just running like head on into the zombie horde and just swing and it's so much fun but because he was so big i'm like you know what i'm gonna go behind this like you know great like that's you know blocking off the tunnel i'll be safe here next minute he's just like grabs it and just pulls it i'm like oh it <laughs> screams um that's great like i like i i i am so pleasantly surprised how much fun i actually had with it fortunately I had a little bit of motion sickness so i need to figure out what's triggering that um but like that that's that's the downfall oh and figuring out the card system um there was a bit there where I was trying to get understand like what the card system was and like how it was implemented and figuring out like oh something I choose affects the team I thought it affected it legit just me and I was like I was like doubling up every round on the um, stamina so which you need for the melee which I oh, found out because yes. I um I was rolling holly as well and yeah swinging that baseball bat's awesome but you got about takes it out five six swings in you and then you sucking in the big ones so if you can get a bit of a stamina buff you can keep going and keep cracking skulls but without it yeah you start you know get a slow lethargic like oh swing because you've got no energy in the tank yeah but i was pretty blessed like i I kept with the shotgun as well which was the other standard gun she gets um and i got pretty lucky with getting a lot of um, upgrades to the shotgun and it's pretty useful with some of the big bads especially hitting them in their little weak spots so um, I am still kind of like running with what I was kind of given with the upgrades. Hmm. I'm excited to play some more today. Benny already messaged me this morning. He's like, hey, your podcast this morning, see what Ali and Pedro are doing today. See if they want to roll oh, out as a full yeah. squad. And I'm like, I will ask the question. I didn't know I was going to ask it live on the on air, <laughs> but uh, I'm asking the question now. <laughs> but it's it's really fun. Like um, I, I like the, the, the leveling up as far as uh, weapons you find throughout the throughout the mm. missions but then also i like in the safe house you can get in the shop and use the credits you earn during that little run yeah. to buy new guns to buy new upgrades to buy things that's going to help the squad so it's really cool in that regard where you can constantly adjust your play style where you go from a shotgun to a smg to a sniper to a whatever there's so many guns that you find everywhere and you can really tweak how you want to play on the fly the the resource sharing's great where you can toss um, ammo and, and mm. health packs to people that's really good because uh yeah you, you do run out of bullets fairly regularly or at least i did so um you know there's always a fight for the certain types of rounds or caliber of bullet but it's good fun uh i'm looking forward to trying to unlock all the other characters and some of the weapons that you can get and then the skins the skins because some of the skins look sick yeah yeah it's 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 probably the one thing that i'm like kind of like still a bit on the fence about is that kind of um i've forgotten what they refer to it as but it's this like the supply lines yeah yeah the way that you unlock all that new gear and extra cards and everything and how how they do it like you earn the supply like crates or you know points and then you've got to kind of follow these lines of unlocking individual things it's not like you get to specifically say i want that one thing i'll you know build up to get the points so i can unlock unlock it it's like it just comes if it comes kind of thing yeah. so yeah which is yeah not ideal but yeah it's it's still it's great <laughs> for, for us uh you know xbox users having it on game pass is awesome means oh you yeah know, we didn't have to drop any cash on this game to play it 
And the fact that it's cross-platform with everything. So you can play with PlayStation friends, PC friends, Xbox friends. You've just got to obviously share your unique ID, you know, your, your Brendan yeah. 8-bit hashtag, whatever the numbers are, as, as these games are doing these days. And then you can jump on and squat up with everybody, which is awesome because um, that'll... I think really give this game a little bit of longevity where you're not just, okay, Xbox people only, PlayStation people only, you can all coexist and and mow down the undead together. And um, I'm looking forward to for more of this. It was just good, dumb fun, especially yeah. after playing such a big meaty game with um, Far Cry 6 the last couple of weeks, just to jump in this and it's just like, holy shit, this is insane. There's things coming at me from everywhere. Help, I'm dead, I'm down, pick me up. I'm swinging my machete and everything like... It's just cool. It's just cool, and it's heart racing stuff. Yeah, it's like it's the it's the gaming equivalent of like a, a stupid like action film that you like to watch. Like it's like there's not really substance. I think there is a story that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> like think. I've um yeah we we sort of been playing through the the mainline campaign, but same. I couldn't tell you what's going on. It's just get from point A to point B, get to the safe mom. house, go to the next. <laughs> It's like yeah. this character called Mum, and I was like shouting at the. It was a bot. I wasn't shouting at another player. It was when a player didn't load in, and it was playing as a bot. Um, and I was just shouting at her because like she kept on dropping everyone ammo except for me. I'm like shotgun, shotgun, come on, come on. And then she was healing everyone else, and I'm like this bot hates me. So what have you done to upset Mum? Uh, I don't know. I must have clubbed her in the head with my baseball bat accidentally. Yeah, luckily at the at the standard difficulties, friendly fire is off. Uh, but like <laughs> in the God. higher difficulty levels, you can chunk damage your squad mates too. So if you're trying to play it at a higher level and they walk into crossfire, which happens a lot oh, in this as game. A, as the melee person, you're constantly running in the crossfire. Yeah, like you'd, you'd be dying from, from stray bullets from your squad mates often in this game at the higher levels. Oh, yeah. But um, really fun, really enjoying it. Looking forward to playing some more. Uh, jumped back into a bit of Destiny 2 this week with Benny and Nasi as well. And we went and did, um, we, we were trying to think of the name of the, the sort of the dungeon where it sort of mixes in light and dark requirements yeah. for certain parts. Prophecy. What, prophecy. There you go. You got it. Nailed it. I know. Yes. Like you were talking about, it. I'm like, we should have looked this up. And then I'm like, no, I remembered it. Yeah. Prophecy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we ran the prophecy dungeon through this past week and also got the uh, the Halloween themed uh, dinosaur armor sets. Mm. So I'm a, uh, a t- Titan T-Rex now. Uh, just, I-, I needed to get it. Like, is it the best yeah. looking? No. Probably not. But daddy needed it. Daddy got it. I'm happy. I don't know it's- when I'm going to go back to Disney again. <laughs> <laughs> it's-, <laughs> it's funny because I was actually looking forward to the Halloween event, but um, I kind of loaded in. It was either Tuesday. No, it would have been Wednesday because I went to the gym on Tuesday. So on Wednesday loaded in, I just checked in, checked like all the stuff that's available. I don't think the T-Rex armor looks great. Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of disappointed with how it looks. So... But um, all the other stuff that they've kind of released for the Halloween event and they've brought back some of the stuff from the past, like that's where I'm going to drop my money. There's mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff. There's a sparrow that looks like a spider and it's got like yeah, movable spider Yeah, it's got the legs, legs on it. Yeah. And, and yeah. I love the um the two witch broom sparrows. You can get the like yeah. the, the frozen over one with the cat on it and then just the more traditional broomstick. I think they look awesome too. That's worth dropping some silver or bright dust on. Yeah, I already dropped um, Bright Dust on the um, Cauldron one because oh, that's, the group a, that's emote? a group one. Yeah, that's yeah. a group emote and any group I was looking emote. at that. <laughs> so I already, I already dropped money on that. But there's all these other cool things that comes with it. Um, so this yeah, Bungie made this Halloween event as a bit of a cash grab. But some of the stuff is cool enough that I'm okay with it. So. Yeah, and, and the, I can't remember what they were called. The Haunted, haunted Sectors, I think. Yeah. Where you got to yeah, go the, in and kill like the headless headless guardians and pen. yeah, the pumpkin yeah. like the bosses and stuff. I, that's really fun to do as well. I really yeah. enjoyed getting in there and doing a couple of those. But yeah, I might go back and give it a look. Maybe not. Oh, speaking of coming back and giving it a look, the guard dogs are back in town. You done? The the perimeter secure? You good? Awesome. Oh. All right. So um, something else I've been doing. Uh, which probably surprises no one that's listened to the last few episodes of The Hungry Gamers. I am uh, further and further down the the wee rabbit hole here. I have binged more anime this week. Uh, NBN connected on Tuesday. Huzzah. Awesome times. 
all the downloading has been occurring since. But um, I binged uh, both seasons of Konosuba. I binged the standalone season of Sword Oratoria, which is sort of an offshoot to the um, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon anime <laughs> that I mentioned the other day. And I'm um, halfway through the second season now of Sword Art Online. So I'm in this big like fantasy anime binge where it's high fantasy types of stuff and I can't get enough of this stuff, Miss Hart. I am just consuming it like there's no tomorrow. And now, like, the bugs bit me that much. I'm like, I think I want to maybe sink my teeth into a big MMO. I want to get into some fantasy. So I'm like, do I, I play saw, Final Fantasy XIV? I saw that post and I'm like, well, we've lost him. Like, respect. Because, like, I know every person that got into Final Fantasy, like... There's, there's like all these like groups of people, right? Where the the people that have been hooked onto Final Fantasy, um, thirteen? No, what is it called? Fourteen. Final Fantasy fourteen. They're they're hooked. That's it. That's all they're playing. Like they're stuck. And then there's actually a lot of people who have been really sucked into New World, and that's all they're playing. And I'm just like, fuck, man. It's like, I think people are just trying to find something that's the a good constant in their life. So. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm torn. No interest in New World. No interest in you out either. I'm torn on Final Fantasy XIV, which is good because you can download the game for free and play up to level 60. So you can get a good chunk of the game and decide if you like it or not. And it's cross-platform with PlayStation and PC. So I'm like, okay. I know PC I players like that play. Thing. It's free. And then after that, you can buy the, the, like the Beyond experience for, I think, 60 bucks Australian. So I'm like, you know what? That's... That's not bad. And six, like to get to level 60, I'm assuming that's going to be maybe 15, 20 hours at a minimum. So it's... so that's like, hmm, okay. The cross-platform thing gets me because I debated Elder Scrolls Online, but it's still gate-kept to Xbox only, PlayStation only, PC only. So there's no oh, way right. to play together. Where Final Fantasy, I'm like, hmm, it's very different. And you've got that cross-play action and it's popping off like there's new stuff coming out all the time 24 million players are playing this thing now i saw on the the socials this week so i'm like maybe maybe final fantasy 14 is uh where i might dip it especially because it's free so we could get a chunk of people together and just play the this um version of it see what it's like people drop off people keep playing whatever and it doesn't really cost us anything but time so i'm like "Hmm, maybe yeah, I'll watch some streams. I'll have a look to see if this is something I might be interested in. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and because I, I thought, you know what, it'd be good just to get something that you can, like, I know Destiny 2 is sort of that game where you can jump in, smash it a bit, come back later type of thing, and it's, mm. you know, that eternal questing, but I want a bit more of that sort of high fantasy stuff, and I'm like, maybe Final Fantasy fourteen is for me, so maybe I'll get that on the download today. Maybe maybe i'll just play back for blood and watch more anime but yeah i can't stop watching anime miss heart sword art online it's been out for a long time there's three seasons of it Mm. and it's of that concept where you're a gamer within a game type of thing but with i don't know if you know much about sword art online and and how it all goes about so it's pretty much uh the the initial concept of it that plays out in the first season is it's this huge big virtual mmo but every player that's logged into the game the, the owner or the creator of the game has locked you in where and until the, the game is beaten and the dungeon and the final boss has killed, you actually physically can't switch out like there's no exit the game. And if you die in the game, you die in real life type of thing. Oh, so it's got this sort of high stakesy stuff combined with the high fantasy, combined with a bit of comedy, a bit of romance, all, all the stuff that, that ticks my boxes. And um, yeah, smash through the first season. I'm halfway through the second season of that. It's so good. Uh, Sword Oratoria loved because it's just more of that dungeon stuff that I am just so high on. And then uh, Konosubas of that same sort of high fantasy, action-y, light comedy, romance combo that I'm just uh, consuming like there's no one's business. It's my oxygen, this sort of genre and this style of anime and film and gaming, and I can't get enough right now. <laughs> I got a problem this This is genuinely hilarious just seeing this, like, it, like this thing it's just bitten you like the absolute like anime like journey that you've taken like I'm, I'm very curious how many of our listeners are very like anime driven because like for, probably for them they're loving this because they're probably getting new recommendations and everything like that because like I've I'm off the anime wagon I've probably been for a while now so 
but it's good to see there's so much out there. There's so, and that's that's the big thing. It's very daunting and very overwhelming. Mm. And like, because I've sort of, like Food Wars, anyone that's listened, I adored Food Wars. So I also watched um, Restaurant from Another World this, this week as well. NATO used to talk about that one. Which was great. Really, really good. Um, but yeah, there's just so much good stuff out there. So uh, I'm, no, I'm no anime savant by any means, but anyone that's looking for some fun, accessible anime to, to sort of watch, whether it be in the background or Soul Focus, all these shows I've mentioned so far, I've been watching them all dubbed. I know purist anime is get your pitchforks and come at me, but like I like to have it on so I can you know, still be on my phone or doing some work or checking an email. Don't get me wrong, subbed is uh, phenomenal and a lot of the time the voice works better than the dub, but just the way I like to watch things, it's just the way things are. But the, the dub work is really, really good in those shows and I uh, can't recommend them enough. Yeah. Dub- dubbing's gotten like a lot better. Um I used to be anti it only purely because I think way back in the day when I watched anime seriously, it was always the same people. It was always the same voice actors. And it, a lot of them had very annoying voices. Um, so it, it just seemed like the better option was to go subbed. Um, yeah. But I, it, the acting voice acting now is like miles ahead and there's so much great range and different actors out there now so i can see that it's probably improved immensely yeah no most definitely most definitely but um yeah that's that's what i've been doing miss hart Mm -hmm. i guess we can do a quick bit of housekeeping before we jump into some news obviously uh if you wanted to support us monetarily ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit tiered subscription levels there getting you exclusive access to podcasts to content to giveaways and a whole host of other things uh, if you wanted to get some standalone singular purchases there you can do that as well uh, $20 Australian gets you an 8-bit founders coin shipped anywhere excuse me in the globe so $20 AUD and it will find you no matter if you're in Antarctica I will send that package to Antarctica can't guarantee it'll get there in a hasty manner Australia Post right now is up the shit but it will get there as soon as it can uh, and then also, obviously, uh, the Star Wars family portrait themed edition of uh, yeah, our family portrait is available. $50 AD, get yourself your own custom Star Wars themed avatar, as well as the finished group shot at the end of the year. So you can get on in on that as well. Obviously, audiotechnica.com, audiotechnica.com.au to get yourself the best in audio-based equipment. Headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables, you name it, they've got it. Go get it. You need it. And Miss Hart. I guess we could jump across to this now. This week's news headlines. The boys are very anti-news. Apologies, listeners. Like, you probably won't hear many of these sounds, if any, in post. But, uh, yeah, the boys, we've got cabin fever. It's wet and rainy here in Melbourne. We can't go anywhere. So they're on edge. And Miss Hart's holding in a big sneeze. I am. Continue. (laughs) It's not coming out. Okay, first couple little quick hitters. Uh, first little shots fired here. Fall Guys, the platform battle royale game developed by Mediatonic and originally published by Devolver Digital, may try to revive a scrapped level concept due to the popularity of Squid Game. So obviously we're talking the red light, green light mini game may be waking its way back to Fall Guys. We are getting so many offshoots of red light, green light um, in a ton of other games and ton of other just mainstream media because Squid Game is now officially the most watched uh, thing on Netflix in history, overtaking The Crown, I believe, was the the main one that had the one of those English royal shows that yeah. I could not give a shit, shit about, about, but the rest of the world can. Uh, but, yeah, Squid Game is now the king and queen of Netflix, uh, so kudos to everyone involved in that. But, yeah, Fall Guys is going to get on that and try and uh, pull a bit of that player base back. I don't know how many times I heard a lot of people uh, reference Fall Guys when they said that they had watched Squid Game. They're like, oh, it's, it's like Fall Guys. And I'm like, I mean, kind of? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a game show. <laughs> but I, I like the idea of them saying, like, it's not like they copied. They said that they had, um, they that there was an idea that they had previously um, come up with, but they've they've run into a few issues into how to the best way to execute it in like obviously having your character stay still and you know being triggered by the whatever thing is targeting you kind of thing. So, um, but I, I, I it'd be good marketing for them. But like I think maybe by the time that they develop it, it might be a bit too late. Maybe the hype would be gone. But mm. or. I mean, 
it's going to come out just in time for the American version of Squid Game, you know, so it'll be perfect, perfect cross-marketing. You're pretty set on that the, the Yanks will uh, copy this. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get a Bradley Cooper four guy skin in uh, in the game when it comes out. Get excited! <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to be the last time. Like we're going to see so many Squid Game nods and crossovers and and homages to from many many games over the coming months. That's for damn sure. There's like like <laughs> I've seen games that like we mentioned like last week. I think it was like Roblox, which is a kid. Like young kids predominantly play Roblox, right? Mm-hmm. So does that mean a bunch of like little kids are playing like Squid Game and killing each yeah. other and stuff? Okay, all right. It's, it's one thing that weirds me out a little bit with with Roblox, to be honest. Like I'm not gonna name and shame content creators specifically, but that game is yeah lent and focused towards young kids, and then you see like these grown ass men on there going on there and playing some of these modes and like mowing down characters repeatedly and talking smack to these characters they're shooting and attacking and whatever else. And it's like, dude, you're 35. This kid's probably 12. Like, fuck off. Go play something else. Like that kind of just weirds me out. Like I know gaming's gaming and all that, but I don't know what it is, but it just really rubs me the wrong way, Miss Hardy. I don't know if that's justified, but it just feels weird to me. I mean, like anyone who... plays like games like that and just i don't know revels in the fact of absolutely destroying people um i don't know like like i i don't really have anything in the game because i am not great at any game um so i i you know i i I wouldn't understand the better like the, the feeling of destroying people um but you know i guess it's just it's a it's an ingrained culture and then you know, young ones watch older people do it and then they grow up and they want to do it. I, what did I play? I can't remember what I played the other day and I got teabagged and it might've been destiny. I got teabagged and I still, to this day, am shocked that teabagging is still a thing. Like I honestly you ain't thought going it anywhere. Was like, you can't no. beat a classic Miss Hart. But I honestly thought it was just like one of those things where it's like it has to, right? Like it's old people do it. Like people older than me, like would do it. Like in Unreal, like uh, Unreal Tournament, Call of Duty, first Call of yeah. Duty. Like yeah, I'm trying to you could do it in I'm Cod. trying to think. I'm trying to think the first time I got fucking Halo um, would have been on. the first time I got teabagged. Halo on yeah. the Xbox. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking Call of Duty two or three maybe is where I first got teabagged. But I just thought that because it was a gen a specific generation of people who were teabagging, I thought it would just be too old. Like no nah. one speaks in leet speak anymore. So I just kind of thought we would all be bundled up together in that and it would just be too old to do. So Yeah, no. Nah, it's uh it's lit fam. Uh everything is weed now and uh tea bags are timeless, Miss Hart. Oh, gosh. I Don't. I got to say I hate this Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox weed meme thing that's going around this week. I want to rip my eyes out anytime I see a meme circula- circulating when it's like I am weed. Hang or on, is this, the hell. is this our is this our grumpy old person section? Because I have one more thing yeah, that I'm let's go. I can't do. I a cap, cap. What do you, you mean? Oh, good. Oh, fuck. Okay, cool. Good, good, good. Um, the kids, <laughs> they use the, the word <laughs> the kids, the youth. <laughs> they say cap. Um, and I think it means like no lie or that's the truth or that's that's a lie. It's one of them, right? And. And they say it just like, like, oh, oh, the other day I got McDonald's, no cap. Ah, oh, okay. And I'm, I, I think I might have seen that around the socials, but just not understood so it. <laughs> to figure out what the hell was going on. I hate this kid speak I, stuff, Miss Hart. I hate I it. I am officially old. And like, I just when like yeah that, that that was i think this is like one of those turning moments where you know as you grow older you kind of like no nah, i think i'm still kind of like i'm still connected i'm still amongst it i can you know and then that was that was the moment the cap thing where i was just like and i'm out yeah <laughs> i'm off yeah. <laughs> the, the gate has been closed i'm, I'm not uh, i'm not allowed in the playground anymore yeah ooh, come come ooh. join me in the bleachers miss hart i yeah. um I get really worked up with the whole poggers thing as well. I hate that one. Saying poggers. it. Yeah. Oh, saying it and people just using it in, in general discussion. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, use real words. Like, I know I use slang in 
you know, some bogan terms here and there, but some of these words and terminologies that get thrown around, <laughs> like, you know, it's lit fam, no cap, poggers, all this stuff. Don't you I'm dare like, say lit. Fuck That's all this shit. The man. world, Miss Hunt. I'm so angry. Shh. No, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it because it doesn't even make sense. But you know what I mean. It's not spelt the way you're saying it. There's an SH on the end. You're supposed to be saying it. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the end of the 8-bit old fart section. You know. What a time to be alive. I doubt there's anyone that listens to us that is young enough to be offended. Yeah. <laughs> Prove or, or me they wrong. Do it, or they do it for the memes or the lols, Miss Hart. They listen to us just to make fun of us on 4chan yeah. or something. Is that where the kids are these days? 4chan still? Kiwi Farm? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they're over at Reset Era, which we're going to talk about shortly. But uh, the next little quick hitter, um, Sony, those uh, very nice giving legends over there at Sony, is going to be giving PlayStation Plus members three free PSVR games to celebrate the fifth anniversary of PlayStation VR. It's not quite known what the games will be, but they'll be available at no extra charge in November. So in a couple of weeks' time, any PlayStation Plus members, if you are PSVR users, get excited because you're going to get three games. Um, in a PlayStation-related blog post, Sony thanked fans and the development community for embracing the platform now that over 500 games and experiences are available. That's a lot. I did not expect it to be that high, Miss Hart. Yeah, uh, They too. also revealed the top five most played PlayStation VR games globally. Uh, and these are as follows. Rec Room, Beat Saber, PlayStation VR Worlds, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim VR, and then Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. So, um... Some very diverse games there. PlayStation VR Worlds is, funnily enough, the pack-in disc that you get when you buy a PlayStation VR, which is no surprise, and Rec Room. But the other ones are all paid experiences. (laughs) Who would have have thought the top playing games are the ones that you get built in? Uh, I also love this, like, five years, you know, celebration. Here's some free games. It's, like, the least we can do. Thank you to everyone that's actually, adapt, like, you know, taken on the technology and actually participated enough to still keep it relevant. Yeah, I think people like that deserve a bit of a break because I've always said I think VR is great technology, but it just needs improvement. Like, mm-hmm. it's still still far behind to being, like, completely inaccessible technology. But unfortunately, for technology to improve, it still needs to be, um, it still needs to be like invested in. It still needs people to, you know, buy into it and kind of like help push it along. So, yeah, um, I could not play Skyrim in VR. I know that for sure. I've tried it. It's um, the movement takes some getting used to, but like it's not. Excuse me, it's not a bad experience. It's just very different to what we're familiar with with console and pc skyrim action but Mm. i find it interesting that they haven't named the games you're going to get like obviously they've got a a slew of 500 games and experiences like are you just going to get three throw-in bits and nonsense or are they going to actually lead in with you know here's resident evil 7 biohazard or here's beat saber or something or is it going to be here's Johnny Tango goes to the shops, or I don't even know if that's a real game, but you know, it sounds I like one of these Johnny experiences. Tango goes to the shops, yeah. <laughs> Angry people game. yell at children, you know. It's just uh, you and me. Our game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sit on a bench and just watch us talk. No. Um. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's beside us as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, like. Uh, is VR on console still behind? Because, like, I was thinking about, like, the games that I've seen people actually have fun and kind of mess around in, and I don't know if it's... I've watched people um, play uh, Phasmophobia in VR, mm-hmm. and that that's, like, prime, scary, perfect game to play in VR. But um, I don't think that's available on PlayStation VR, is it? It's just no, going to be no, PC No, it's just, VR. just PC. So the, yeah, the PSVR so. is still sort of... In the background, I guess, as far as the the power players with the from a technology perspective, like using a Vive and things like that, or an Oculus where you can run it into your PC to get all that yeah. grunt and lean off that processing power, that's still the way to go. But PSVR is fine; it's accessible. Like if you're looking for entry level VR, PSVR is great. Or you could go the the Quest, which I've got as well, which is obviously oh. wireless. Uh, it's similar power functionality to a PSVR as far as the resolution and whatnot, but you also got nice, nice um, controllers with the Quest to play with, and there's tons of games on there. But 
it's still good fun. It's still like, as you said, Miss Hart, it's still a little bit gimmicky. It's still like yeah. it's mainstream and there's some big games that really elevate VR. But for the most part, you are getting smaller games and experiences, which is still cool because it's a good gateway for people that don't play VR to go, you know what? be Batman or do this experience or do that experience and just have them just be blown away riding virtual roller coasters or, you know, getting chased by monsters and stuff. It's it's cool to see. I think that's my favorite part of VR is watching non-gamers strap a headset on and just have their mind blown still. Yeah, those, those always make great videos. 100%. 100%. 100%. But, um, yeah, three games coming your way. Uh, PS Plus users in November. Hopefully, those three that you get are nice, highly prestigious titles, but we'll find out. When we know, we'll let you know. So, uh, mm -hmm. get excited if you're looking for an excuse to get your PSVR out again and play it a little bit more. Hopefully, with some games you don't already own. Course, uh, the yeah. next little bit of news, the developer who worked on Metroid Dread does not appear in the credits. As seen on Reset Era, we're talking a lot about Reset Era today, Miss Hart. Mm. Spanish gaming website Vandal published an article detailing how Madrid-based Mercury Steam did not list employees who worked on the game for less than 25% of the game's total development time. The article claims the game was in development for four years, meaning employees who worked on the game for less than a year were not credited. So this is not only horrible news, but off the back of this, we've seen a lot of other people that work in the development space of video games all coming out saying, hey, I've actually worked on 15, been accredited for five. I've worked on this, didn't get love for that. So on and so forth. This seems like it's a constant in this industry where the people doing the work aren't getting the love for whatever reason. And it sucks. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I know I read like in a lot of um, Twitter threads from people saying like, like people who do the credits or who are responsible for the credits saying how hard it is sometimes to keep track of people who have involvement and exactly what they have done. But I mean, like there's also that kind of here with what Mercury Steam said, where they actually had a limitation on how much of the game you worked on it to actually be worthy of credit. I, I mean, I understand maybe like saying like, oh, if, you know, if someone did the majority of the work in maybe doing graphic design, level design or something like that and actually getting that like placeholder of like, I am the lead in like level design or something like that. But I don't understand if someone even just did like a little bit, like a little bit of work of just throwing them in that like special thanks area. Mm. Like if you're if you're sitting there kind of balancing but on like the you know edge of like, oh, did they work enough on this to be you know, justifiable enough to be in the credits, then just put them in special thanks. Just put them in there. Like exactly. any, anyone that like anyone that had any involvement in your game, you know, reaching the, you know, I guess even to the point of being published, like published and playable, like anyone that had any involvement along that way, you should kind of give them like a shout out, I believe, because making a game isn't easy. And, um, you know, especially with like indie games, obviously this isn't, but like with indie games, like any help you can get along the way is appreciated. So just, just throw people in the special thanks if you're not even certain. Just, yeah, just, yeah. just keep a nice thorough log of who's worked on this game, write their job title down and just leave it at that. Like obviously you're going to have a full system for, for taxation purposes for one for this game. So you're going to know who's worked on it and for, you know, I think the, whatever frequency or period of time is irrelevant. Like you look at, the film industry and you watch them credits and it's like, you know, caterers are listed in there, driver of actor or actress XYZ, like everybody that's walked on that set for more than 25 seconds is usually in those those listings for, for most films. So yeah, hopefully game devs and pubs take a little bit of time to show more respect to these people. Like, yeah, they might've only worked for a game on this game for 25% of the time, but hell, they could have been responsible for most of the creature or character designs in that period of time. They could have uh, wrote the narrative, you know, whatever it is, like don't, don't dismiss them based off X percentage of a, a game's development cycle, as opposed to the caliber of work they're doing. So yeah, be sure to pay respect and love and appreciate everyone that, that gets involved in these games because That'd be very soul-crossing to me. Like if I worked on Metroid Dread and put a lot of time and effort and love into this and then I rolled credits on it and I'm getting excited to do the screenshot to show my family or whatever and then I'm not fucking there, I'd be very, very upset. 
I think the other way that I would look at it, because I'm obviously not 100% knowledgeable on how, you know, the gaming career space kind of works, but if you were a person that was trying to put together a portfolio on what you worked with, I would imagine that just having your name in the credit would be a massive... um, like a massive show on like putting it in your portfolio of I I've worked in this game here's me in the credit here but like it, I'm sure it'd be like you know kind of more impressive by showing that than having to kind of prove that you had involvement with your like portfolio work and files yeah. and showing any of that so for sure um, yeah like if this becomes a make or break for this these people in the dev teams to get further work and they're like, hey, I worked on a couple of these games. Oh, I didn't see you in the credits, brother. It's like, <laughs> well, I did. You know, here's the paycheck. No, I didn't see you in the credits. Like, yeah, you don't want to see this impacting people's careers long term. So, uh, yeah, development teams, publisher teams, whoever's responsible for that end credit, thank you. Be better. You know, yeah. Give everybody their due and their respect because their blood, sweat and tears have gone into working and creating these pieces of art. Yeah. All right, the next bit of news, that same uh, same two words we've been talking about here <laughs> for several times in this podcast. We're talking about recent era. They got that bag. I've got some words here from Marie Delisandre over at gamesindustry.biz. Esports communities company Moba Network has officially acquired gaming forum ResetEra.com for 4.5 million US dollars. ResetEra was founded in 2017 and currently has an average of 60 million page views monthly. The forum has around 55,000 members and 45 million posts. Sales on the site in the 12 months leading up to August 31st amounted to 700,000 US dollars, the announcement said. The team behind Reset Era will continue to operate the forum under this new leadership with Moba Network saying it wants to look into ways to increase advertising revenue through a higher share of direct sales, implementation of new ad formats and a long-term product development strategy. Moba Network currently owns several esports-focused community websites such as Dotify.com, Smitefire, and LeagueSpy.net. Moba Network CEO Bjorn Manikvurst commented, We are very excited and proud to welcome ResetEra.com, one of the world's largest gaming forum and community brands, to our growing number of brands. Jesus. Fix that, Bjorn. Reset Era has great growth potential and we see significant opportunities to develop ResetEra.com, continue to grow traffic flows, improve the sales development and extract synergies within the MOBA group, end quote. So this is just uh, MOBA Network just uh, hitching all their wagons, getting all those communities, getting all those members and, and getting as many eyes on these targeted marketing campaigns as possible. Yeah. Um, there is nothing like I know businesses need to make money and they do it via way of advertising and putting splash ads and all those things on their websites. But there is nothing less appealing to me when I'm scrolling a website and I've got ad upon ad upon ad and pop up and this and that. I want to get out of there quick smart. I don't want to sit there and make this an ecosystem and interact with people. So they need to sort of find that balance for people like myself where if I'm just getting shit thrown down my throat repeatedly and I'm just I just want to read this article it's like no you've got to click there you've got to go there. there's a pop-up here it's like no fuck off I'm done I'm fine at somewhere else so balance will be key mobile network and reset era but they got the bags so who cares yeah that was just gonna say is that I've never seen a more um depressing incentive of what their intention of acquiring reset era of increased advertising revenue um like that's like I haven't been to Reason Era directly um, recently, so I'm not too sure how inundated they are already with um, advertisements. But like you said, like sometimes you just get inundated with like either like it's either pop ups or just like um, an overload of advertisements where it takes up a predominant um, amount of screen space. So mm. um, it just it deters you. It absolutely deters you from actually accessing. And then sometimes. Um, Sometimes when a site has a lot of advertising and a lot of um, pop-up and all the other pull crap, sometimes it really ruins the experiences and like hinders uh, load times and all that sort of kind of like, stuff that happens in the back end. So I don't know. I feel bad for um, community members if they see a horrible change, like a negative change to their experience, um, especially something that they've been a part of for quite some time and they would have themselves built a community within there. So... I guess time will tell to see exactly how much of a change will um mm. will occur. 
be interesting. Like, it's good to see the, the people behind Reset Era getting paid for their hard work of building this thing over the last four years. Like, I, I used to infrequently check it out because you do see a lot of news articles popping yeah. up on there and a lot of leaks and rumors and things like that. But, um, yeah, just just settle down with your advertising and stuff. I, I do run a few, like, ad blockers and stuff on, on my browser just to make it a little less angry. But mm. some of them still make it through and uh, still just slap me in the face with all kinds of things that I could not care about. Yeah. But uh, kudos to everyone involved and, uh, yeah, mobile network, just uh, gobbling up them uh, community-based websites one by one by one. Mm. Something that uh, I think a few more people would probably care about is this next announcement. And uh, we had a Nintendo Direct Animal Crossing that uh, broadcast over the last... 12 hours, not even, yeah. 10 hours, 9 hours, what is it, it's 10 a.m. now, I think it kicked off at 12.30, 1 a.m., something like that. Yeah, it was like it 7 a.m. my today. time. Yeah, yeah it happened, happened today at time of recording, and um, yeah, it's, it's the biggest announcement they've had for Animal Crossing New Horizons, and so our New Horizons' first premium DLC expansion, Happy Home Paradise, Puts players to work as architects and interior decorators building dream getaways for the island's paradise planning development company. Players will be interviewing their NPC clientele, determining their decoration preferences, and building a home to satisfy their whims. Yeah. Tucked into this news of Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home Paradise was also learned the pricing of the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack that the company announced back in September. That will be $49.99 annually or $79.99 for a family plan. We're talking US, US dollars right there. Subscribers will get the Happy Home Paradise DLC with said membership. The expansion pack also includes several Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. September's Direct was not uh, was none too... Uh, September's Direct was none too subtle in teasing that the Roost Cafe would open up a New Horizons museum. Along with the fan favorite Pigeon Barista, players will see the return of the shanty crooning Cap'n, the fortune teller Katrina, and look, they even found a gig for hairstylist Harriet. She's doing hair on Harv's hippie commune island. Version 2.0 is the last major content update for Animal Crossing New Horizons. The new items will decorate both the interior and exterior, including nine new fences and an increase in the cap on bridges and inclines. Inside players can put up accent walls. Storage will also expand to accommodate the new options. The turn of gyroid collecting, even if the roost hasn't housed a gyro display since 2008's Animal Crossing City Folk, gyroids can play music and can be customized to match home decor. Plus they can be planted and grown to create even more gyroids. Gyroid. When I say that word, it sounds like I'm saying it wrong, I but always, that's the way you pronounce it. I always it. said gyroid. Yeah. Mm. Gyroid. All right. Back to the last chunk of this uh, article here from Polygon. Players will also be able to lead community stretching exercises by setting a boombox down in front of the resident services building and punching play. That begins a mini game in which players can use their Joy-Cons to join the exercises, moving them to and fro a la We Fit. If you're more into carb loading, like myself, the Beer Chef DIY Recipes Plus item purchasable with Nook Miles opens up a slew of baked goods and other tasty treats to cook and eat. Plus, Froggy Chair in all caps, thrown in there by Miss Hart. So, Miss Hart, we've got Animal Crossing first premium DLC, Happy Home Paradise, announced. It's purchasable. It's the biggest piece of content for this game to date. Mm. It's the last major piece of content, but it looks like they've jam-packed a ton of things to do and get excited for. Are you back on the island train, Miss Hart? Are you uh, on your way back? Yeah, I actually returned last week. I, as soon as like Halloween events kind of started, I was like, oh, I got to jump back in. So I'm um, collecting candy, um, been growing pumpkins. So, um, but then um, after watching this direct, I am super excited. Um, the Happy Home was something that they had in like the previous like DS. I believe it was a DS that I got Happy Home or was it Wii? But um it's the same kind of concept of like essentially um, the little animal crossing creatures will ask, you know, that they want a home designed in a particular fashion. So it's your job to you know make sure you meet the requirements and then do other little design elements for the little character to live in. So I like this addition and the way they've done it. You kind of like 
you know, you go and fly over to this island and you work for this company, um, the Paradise Planning, and um, they'll have like clients and you have a sit down with them and talk to them about what they want and what their needs are. And then you go and you pick all these different like environments and all these other little things that are so, so cute. And um, they've now added all these other little extra design things where you can add like lighting like in the roof and then you can change the colors and then you can have like wall fixtures and different level benching and new additional items like the froggy chair which they didn't actually announce it was just there and so everyone else kind of went hang on a second so i i'm actually excited for the happy home paradise it's my kind of jam i love designing stuff for the little creatures and critters so i'm i'm looking forward to it i think i I love me a um like a home builder or a house flipper game like there's so many of those games out these days and i love watching real life reality shows about that stuff too so i'm like hmm like i i haven't watched this announcement it was just happening just as i was like i need to go to sleep it's bad time yeah But uh, reading reading this through and talking to you about it, I'm like, hmm, is this going to be the little nudge that's going to get me back to my island and see how much, <laughs> what kind of state of disrepair it's in for one and who's left? Yeah. Though, luckily, they, most of them stay. Um, when I came back, I had so much weeding to do. There was weeds everywhere. Everyone gave me a lot of grief. Uh, the best was I've totally forgot that there was a way that I tricked um, the game into letting my creatures call me bitch. So, like, everyone was like, where have you been, bitch? I'm like, you know what? That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, Justified. It's it's totally justified. That's that's totally fair. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of weeding and everything like that to do. But um, also with all this new content, they've really taken in the um, amiibos um, and, like, bringing that in. So you can bring in your other little, like, um, like characters if you have like the little amiibo cards um Mm. they've also they're also going to release another pack with maybe some new characters in there as well so um you can build homes for like um you know timmy and tommy they can have a request to have the holiday home so you can build for them and um i it's it's seems like like they've been really like like for the most part, a lot of people complained about the content that um, Animal Crossing has come out with being pretty mediocre, whether it's like a few new items or a very small events. So it seems like this is essentially like what they were leading up to. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's the big ultimate payoff. But uh, yeah. maybe maybe when this drops, maybe I'll come back and uh, see what my island's like and see what kind of anarchy is uh, going to be there. Maybe they've gone full Lord of the Flies and I get back <laughs> there and it's it's just sort of primitive warfare going on between all my uh, my islander friends they're all trying to take me and put me on a pitch like put me on one of them pikes my head on a pike for just being uh so so neglectful to their needs in the island so we'll see i have to see we'll see and the last bit of news i uh i titled this one insert steve carell oh god please no gif here so anyone that's been on the internet knows the one from the office poor old steve carell uh breaking down in a big way uh because this bit of news a Fortnite feature film is being considered as part of plans for a new Epic Games Entertainment division. Uh, the move into scripted video programming was reported initially by The Information. That is a website. That's not just me <laughs> saying it's The Information. That's actually a place or a uh, hub and comes as Epic's revenues have been hit by its inability to expand further on iPhones and Android devices. A push into the entertainment sector would bolster Epic's coffers, and a Fortnite movie has reportedly already been discussed. A trio of top Lucasfilm employees have joined Epic Games this year, including the film studio's former VP of physical production, Jason McGatlin. McGatlin now serves as president of Epic's mysterious special projects division. Previously, he acted as an executive producer on all of Disney's recent Star Wars films. Lynn Batasht, Head of Business Affairs, and Chris Furia, Vice President of Production Finance, are also ex-Lucasfilm. Fortnite already, uh, Fortnite already includes countless characters from numerous film and TV franchises, as well as a bulging roster of its own fan-favorite heroes recognizable via toys and other merchandise. Fortnite's own complex storyline has so far spanned more than a dozen seasons with increasingly elaborate live events, cutscenes, and campaign snippets. It has also welcomed a canonical Marvel crossover in-game and told a chunk of story via an official Batman comic series. So, Miss Hart, 
I don't think anyone or at least anyone on this podcast is screaming out for a Fortnite movie, but it sounds like we might get one. Um, okay. <laughs> I, 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 like, obviously I don't care and I will have no interest in watching one, but now coming to think of it, it, it's actually quite surprising how long it's actually taken for them to kind of take this kind of step because, like, you remember Angry Birds? Angry Birds has cartoons, it has movies, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, you know what? It makes perfectly good sense why Fortnite wouldn't have already done this sort of stuff. The way that Fortnite is designed, like, the character design and models and the environment, it, it definitely wouldn't be difficult to, um, you know, take that and, like turn that into like an animated series or an animated movie like i feel like it's all just there like it it would it would definitely work so i'm surprised it's actually taken this long um i think i think you bang on the money you think they would have had this out six months after this game blew up when it first did you know it went into the solar system as far as popularity and notoriety goes but um i'm not surprised by this uh, I'm not very excited by this, but you know what? With recent video game to big screen adaptations, maybe maybe they can do something that's passable. You know, like um, you, you mentioned Detective Pikachu uh, mm. on a couple of podcasts ago when we were talking about the, the Mario Brothers animated <laughs> film. Obviously, the yeah. Sonic movie wasn't too bad. We've got a sequel of that coming. So maybe... If they do lean into the, like, if they make this CGI, like, if they do this live action, I don't have a ton of faith. Oh, they won't do live action. Yeah, but if it's a full animated show, I just want them to avoid, like, the the Jumanji copy-paste formula where it's like, you know, young kids turn on the game, get sucked into the game and control these characters. Like, none of that kind of uh, trope, please, but make this work somehow. It like I still think it has to be like kind of like um, crazy birds like is that what's called crazy angry birds, birds. <laughs> angry birds that's it thank you um, sounding like, like an old too. person I'm sounding like an old person more as time goes by I blame the sickness um, like like if you keep the characters pretty generic and true to their original form like Fortnite has a very standard um, like a base group of characters that people would associate with the game. Um, so they could just make them running characters. They could do a, they could do simple TV series for kids, like, and just like regurgitate like very simple storylines and such yeah. like that. And they can and then just, just have make random bank. crossovers from some of the the notable notable skins that have uh, appeared in there. So you could exactly. have a a Marvel crossover or a DC crossover or Ripley from Aliens, whatever it is. You know, you could go a whole host of different ways and. Yeah, maybe breaking it down into an animated TV series on a streaming service might be the smart way to go. Yeah, I think so. I can't believe we're over here helping and being like, yeah, here's a great business idea for one of the biggest fucking games that's a big cash grab. This is this is a great way for them to make more money. <laughs> Epic, just don't leave us out of the credits, you sons of bitches. Yeah, we've, now, we've now done some participation. <laughs> Put us in the credits. That's it. Even if it's like, you know, lukewarm thanks goes too. I'll take that. I'll take some lukewarm thanks. <laughs> I'll take that icy cold thanks. That's it. Give me give me some, just give me some praise. Albeit as small as it might be, just give me something. <laughs> but uh, something else we're going to give you and something that I'm very excited for, uh, this was announced literally also as I was going to sleep last night. Tweet of the week. And this comes via way of at Xbox. And the tweet reads, the moment you've all been waiting for. Pre-order begins for the Xbox Series X mini fridge on October 19th. So that'll be October 20th-ish for us here in the AU or the Southern Hemisphere. But uh, mini fridge available to pre-order this week. And what surprised me, Miss Hart, is the goddamn price. I was on the soapbox saying I'd burn up to $500 on one of these dumb things. But it's only $99.99 USD. So maybe it's going to be, let's say, 150 Australian to 200 if they want to try and inflate this thing even more, which I think is kind of respectable. Yeah. Like, I am actually quite surprised by the price. 100 bucks is actually pretty decent. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I obviously don't sound like I'm fully convinced by it, but um, I, I think for collectors out there, I think for Xbox, Microsoft fans, I think for gaming fans in general, for this little bit of collector's item, I I think that's a pretty good price, actually. Like, it's it's limited. They're not going to keep making it. It's, you know, I yeah, I think that's fair. I think it looks great, too from what we we see here from the promotional posts and such it looks pretty decent it looks nice it doesn't look too much of an eyesore so um, i know i definitely wouldn't have bought a playstation 5 fridge um <laughs> so many aggressive lines on it you'd be able to fit one twiggy stick in yes. it because of the shape it's like yeah why do you have a giant hard drive like um so I, I think this is a good one for, like, Microsoft and gaming fans and collectors. So I'm actually not, yeah. Not yeah, I want one. Put off. I I'm going to be pre-ordering one of these suckers this week, I and know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Christmas is coming early, listeners, for me. I well, am so excited. Well, then I expect an unboxing. Yeah, hashtag Xbox and chill. And I hope that it is very vibrantly lit internally with that sort of Xbox green. Yeah, that's actually pretty, uh, yeah, they'd have to. It's, it should be easy, just putting a green globe in there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, $99.99 USD for the Xbox mini fridge, which I think is a steal. Maybe mm. that's going to be one of my recommended gifts come the end of year. <laughs> Hungry Gamers extravaganza. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe not because they're going to be sold out. So, I was going to uh, say. Buy like, them now. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> warning. Yeah, $99.99. I'm excited. I'm very happy. That price point, mwah. Something else is mwah, and you want to wait a little bit less to get your hands on some new exciting content. New releases and events. All right. No real events of note to highlight this week. Uh, obviously, with COVID and things like that, it's still a lot of stay at home, a lot of lockdown, a lot of ISO, a lot of be careful, a lot of be smart, a lot of get vaccinated, do what you can. Uh, but podcasts, obviously, you're listening to THG259 right now in your ear holes. Uh, we're going to have the Far Cry 6 spoiler cast. Just finished recording that last night. So it will be out too by the time you listen to this. So it'll be on the same THG RSS feed. So get that in your ears as well. As far as movies and TV and things, I've only just done a quick skim, but uh, Malignant is officially in cinemas here in Australia this coming Thursday. I think it only might now? already be out in the US. It's been out for a while in the US. Yeah, we're, we're very far behind. We're the, the poor cousins. Oh, no, but, um, it's happened again. Yeah, it happens far too often. Um, mm. But get excited. Malignant is getting really good reviews. I've got a copy of it. I haven't watched it yet, but I need to. And uh, Lock and Key Season 2, uh, which is another one of those uh, comic or graphic novel adaptations that was on oh. Netflix. The first season, I really liked it. Second season drops this week as well. So uh, that's coming out this week. As far as games that are dropping this week, we've got a little smattering. We've got Nuclear Blaze, Inscription, Into the Pit, Corpse Party, Grotto, Townscaper, Echo Generation, The Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes is the biggest one on that list for me. And um, I need to play it, but uh, I'm probably going to be playing a bit of Back for Blood and watching anime, but I also want to play House of Ashes. So... Uh, Plenty of things to play and watch and listen to this week to keep you busy for the next seven days or so, Miss Hart, yeah? Yeah, that's, that's good. And as we like hit into the Halloween season, you know, you got to start lining up some spooky movies and we've got to, you know, you got the Dark Pictures anthologies, House of Ashes, which you know, is a spooky game generally. Like House, mm -hmm. um, Dark Pictures usually, their games are kind of spooky. So we're going to hopefully start seeing a bit more of those uh Spooky, spooky games. Spooky, spooky games. Are we doing a spooky episode for Halloween? We got two weeks. We haven't really thought about it until just now, but it's something we usually behind, do. I was right? going to say, behind the curtain, listeners, this is usually us talking about <laughs> episodes. I don't know. Do the listeners want a Halloween special? Do you like our Halloween specials? Or do you just prefer if we stick, you know, stay in line and talk about the news? Let us know. Yeah. I think that's a good way. Hit us up on Discord, hit us up on the socials. On the email, How, however you reach us, do that and say yay or nay. We'll chuck a poll up, maybe. Maybe that's a good way to get a bit of a, a bit a of gauge. voice of customer, a bit mm. of gauge, a bit of temperature check. Because we have fun doing those themed episodes. We've sort of planned out the back end with sort of our end of year stuff loosely. Yeah. We've got ideas on how that's all going to go. But um, yeah, we totally forgot about Halloween when we were talking about like what's the themed ones we've got for the rest of the year. We totally yeah. missed Halloween. Totally. Totally forgot about the spooky season. So yeah, yeah but I guess uh, let us know. apologies, 
ghouls and goblins. If you are interested, yeah, be sure to hit us up on the socials and, uh, yeah, respond to the polls and things we'll chuck up in the next couple of days because uh, we've still got two weeks. We've got some time to make it happen. But you have uh, ideas. Need to know. If you have ideas too, let us know. Like if there's something that you've wanted us to do in regards to the Halloween season, like if you want us not to talk about games, if you want us to just talk about movies, if you want us to talk about our favourite scary movies or TV shows or maybe Halloween experiences or what actually scares us in general, let us know. Yeah, for Doesn't sure. It have to be games. For sure, yeah. Whether you want, you know, there's some people out there that do do content in that space that you want us to try and bring on for a segment or do some crossover mm. stuff with. Like, let us know uh, this week because then we need to start planning it out very <laughs> swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> but, Miss Hart, that brings us to uh, the end of another episode of The Hungry Game. Is there anything you wanted to say before we shut down this studio for another seven-ish days? Yeah, uh, there's a trailer for a movie called The black telephone or the black phone it dropped today which is friday so by the time you guys listen to this you might have seen it already but check it out it's i think done by the same people with sinister um which i think is a really good spooky movie but this one looks pretty good it's pretty interesting i need i haven't even heard of that until just now but um when you mentioned sinister that the underrated sinister game not game film very very underrated ethan Mm -hmm. hawk and his family finding all kinds of sketchy shit uh, you know, he's a, he's a writer uh, writing about horrific crimes and and myths and things like that, and it's yeah. it's intense. It's, it's a good film. So good. I love anything with like found footage, like kind of yeah. elements to it. So yeah, but this one, yeah. the black telephone or the black phone. Okay, like I'm gonna Google movie. that just after this. But uh, Ape Nation, thanks for stopping on by the uh, the Hungry HQ for another episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We're going to be back for another world first with episode 260 next week, Miss Hart. But until then, Ape Nation, much love. And stay hungry and healthy. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Lo and behold, Ethan Hawke is in the black telephone as well. There you go. It's perfect then. The thumbnails for the trailer look hectic. So listeners, get on this trailer right now. I'm going to check it out. Until next time.